Hello, and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the Lost Forgotten Characters in Marvel Crisis Protocol, and we have reached episode 100! Yay! Uh, I want to thank you all for your support throughout this journey. Um, it means a whole lot to me that you guys continue listening after 100 episodes of this show, and you still find my stuff interesting and engaging. Um, so I first, I wanted to open up, uh, with that. Also, alongside, uh, episode 100, I'm also doing some quick adjustments to my Patreon. So, uh, just so, uh, and I wanted to kind of announce it here, but now I, I have added a $2 Patreon tier, which will be getting any of my solo bonus content, which is generally my media check-ins and my quarterly podcasts. As well as the Discord access, and that's that's going to be it. But um, the five dollar tier is going to remain kind of my stalwart main one. You'll get all of my uh, cast with other people. You'll get all my year end lists, which should be starting up right about now, uh, with two wonderful lists uh, coming out on the twenty uh, eighth and the twenty ninth. So yesterday and today, at time of release, uh, that I will have done with Richmond from Richmond Gaming. Uh, which will be our top, which will be our dueling top ten movies and our top ten, top five TV shows. So definitely get on, get on and check those out. Those was super fun time. And then uh, tomorrow will be coming out my solo top five albums. And then end, and then we are ending off New Year's Eve with my top twenty five songs. So keep an eye out for those as well. But um, on top of that, I'm going to be adding a to that $5 tier another, uh, this time Marvel Crisis Protocol bonus content, because I spend most of my time here at Morlocks facilitating other people kind of building lists around ideas they have. Uh, and I don't talk as much about the work I've been putting in on lists that I enjoy. I occasionally talk about it on someone else's podcast or like offhand mentioned, but I wanted to sit down and start kind of more documenting what I've been testing, what I'm finding interesting, the experimentation I am personally doing in this game. And so that's going to be a new bonus content, bonus podcast that I'm hoping to do twice a month. But we shall see as we are getting into it on to my five, for my $5 patrons. So uh, just wanted to give you guys a big update on the show and the channel and the Patreon at the start of this episode. Uh, but I have someone here with me who's been sitting around silently for my three-minute ramble. Uh, Smart Alec, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? Made it to episode 100, so doing very good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. So, for those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Uh, sure, I'm Alec. Uh, I came to MCP from playing War Machine uh, in Mark II and Mark Three about a year ago. Uh, and uh, I started playing Marvel Crisis Protocol around the time uh, today's character released, and it's definitely the model that got me into the game, so I'm very excited to talk about him. Fantastic. And now I, I must ask you the most difficult question of the week. What character not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? Uh, I'm going to go with Man-Thing. That is a good pull you know, recently showed up in some MCU material. Mm -hmm. uh, so clearly he should come to MCP as well. I I don't ascribe to that logic because I think there are some characters that have not appeared in MCU material, mostly because they have uh, divested themselves from the shackles of the MCU at this point that I would like to see in the game. That's fair, but with a wider audience, more people learning about this character, it's a good way to, to tie that in, I think. A hundred percent. Man-Thing is always a character I've had a weird relationship with. Um, because I got into comics through DC. Um, oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And Man-Thing has always felt like the kind of worst knockoff of Swamp Thing. I know they are very different characters in practice, but like... The vibe, you know? Yeah, definitely that, like, swamp monster vibe. 
yeah. going on for them definitely makes them feel very similar. And Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing, specifically some of the ones, are some of the best comic books ever made. So Man-Thing has a lot to stack up against, you know? <laughs> sure. I, I haven't read uh, Swamp, Swamp Thing comics, uh, but when I read like Doctor Strange-related things, um, like Strange Academy, Man-Thing is like adjacent and, yeah. and shows up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. No, no. Honest to God, I'm trying to remember who did the run because it was one of like the big... Um... Uh, one of the big comic book people, but it was, um, oh God, who did the very famous Swamp Thing one? Uh, oh yes, Alan Moore's uh, run on Swamp Thing is legitimately great. I'll have to check it out. Uh-huh. Um, very specifically Anatomy Lesson is some of the best comic books ever made. Which is, like, high prey! <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's Turns out there's a lot of comics out there. Yeah, and a lot of very good ones. Um, so yeah, Man Thing is a great pull. Um, I, as you will hear in the top ten list, I have not gotten around to Werewolf by Night yet. I know I need to, I just haven't had the time. Uh, it it's good if you um especially if you like classic horror movies. Yeah. It, it really pulls that yeah. nostalgia of those threads. It came out when I was starting to do like an MCU detox after uh the horrific train wreck that was Love and Thunder. Gotcha, yeah. So it's it's one I it's the MCU thing I'm most interested in seeing. I just other than Wakanda Forever, which I kind of felt like I needed to go see. Um, and I've come out with mixed opinions on. I didn't have, like, the drive to do any of the MCU stuff recently. Yeah, I still need to watch the um, the holiday special for the Guardians holiday special. Still on my list of things, eventually. I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole, because I know I will hate it. <laughs> I I... I am already not a Christmas person, being someone who celebrates not Christmas, and someone who lives in the world of retail and has to deal with Christmas music. Yeah, nope, that's understandable. And um, I'm not the biggest fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I, The humor does not land in a way that works for me. I liked the the first one. The second one, not so much. Uh, I haven't... Their appearance in the other, like, crossover films has been fine for me, but... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We we shall... That one I'm probably never going to have an opinion on because I know I will hate it and don't want to subject myself to that. Yeah, I mean, if you know you don't, you're not going to like it, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a weird episode because this, uh, this character... You kind of, uh, I had this plan in place for episode 100, and you were the person who was like, yeah, no, I want to help with that. Um, because I asked my patrons uh, a couple months ago, uh, what plans do you think, what characters should we cover for episode 100? And the resounding answer was Dormammu. Hell yeah. Now, normally we take characters out of affiliation. He is physically impossible to do so. So, uh, this is kind of like pushing the formula a little bit into places it doesn't normally go. Um, but that's okay. That's what like these big marquee episodes are about, bending the rules a little bit. So let's talk Dormammu. Um... Yeah, Dormammu, no affiliated models. Just jump right into unaffiliated and... Just him and everyone else. And Jank. <laughs> Did uh, you want to talk about the uh, Dormammu as a character at all? Or just go straight into pulling things in for him? Let's poke at Dormammu a character a little bit. Because it's this is kind of a mid-level podcast where it's, we're not going to read the card for you, but sometimes we we want to talk about 
broad ideas in some of this. Um, and I think I want to specifically actually read out his leadership. Um, because I think it's important to contextualize the thought we're about to do around this to this leadership. Which is, uh, so if Dormammu is included in your squad, uh, it is immediately affiliated with Dark Dimension and must use this leadership. Uh, this character and each other character you control gains an additional power during the power phase. During the power phase, if another allied character has six or more power on it, they suffer one damage. And then he, when uh, this character suffers damage from an enemy effect, it gains a single power. Um, instead of power equal damage dealt. And then when another ally character is damaged by an enemy effect or by his leadership, he gains a power. So, that makes sense to everybody? It does to me. Fantastic. Lots of power everywhere. Yes. Um, he has some reposition, but mostly he's a fighty model. Yeah, he's... So he's on the biggest base which is nice, and a medium move, so he's actually pretty fast if you want to do that, especially with his uh, range 2 place. Yeah. Um, uh, he does also, uh, he's a little better at attacking than most characters because uh, when you calculate successes uh, or failure of his attacks, uh, he adds number of skulls in both the attack and defense roll yes. to its total successes. Which we will get into some tech relating around that in a little bit. Um, the other thing I think we want to talk uh, around is uh, the two tactic cards. Yes. Which is Dark Restoration, which allows you to... Dormammu to spend six during the cleanup phase to place an allied character threat value three or less that has been KO'd this game within two of Dormammu. They come in with the character is healthy and has no damage, special conditions, or effects. And also notably, no power. No power, yes. But power generation is not necessarily the worry in Dark Dimension. And then we get to a weird card that I'm going to have some things I want to talk about with. Uh, but it's called Dark Empowerment. Uh, during a character's activation, it may spend one damage to play this card. Choose another character within three of the active character. Effects of the next attack made by made this turn by the active character cannot use it to gain power. The chosen character gains power equal to damage dealt by the attack. Want to hear my maybe lukewarm, maybe hot take about this card? Are you about to say you like it and it's good? Um, I like it. Especially when you have good spenders. Okay, right. So you do a big, you use it use a big spender to someone, and all the damage you deal is going to be power for someone else. Yep, and most spenders do not generate power anyway. Uh, so it's, uh, it doesn't hit that drawback. And there's a weird corner case that I will bring up later that I want to talk about. Sure. My, my biggest concern with Dark Impairment is that you have to play it first. And we all know how uh, the dice and MCP can sometimes just betray you. And even with a spender, you'll only do a little bit of damage or nothing at all. A hundred percent. That is fair. But I love any time, and I will also say this with the recent scroll submission. Any time this game incentivizes using your spender, a part of the card most people forget about half the time, uh, I love that. I love it. Alright. Um, so, do you have anything you want to talk about straight out of the gate, or do I or do you want me to jump into you with my Dark Restoration jank? Uh, not, Dark Empowerment jank. Uh, we can, let's just, we're here, let's go, let's go, let's just keep going with uh, Dark Empowerment. Okay, so it says, the next attack you make cannot generate you power. This was something I'm going to have to ch check on the rules form. Uh, but 
do you still get power off of Electra's Out for Blood when using Dark Empowerment? Because it's not the attack, it is a superpower that is generating you the power. Okay. To me, it reads that, yes, Electra would still gain the power. And she also has an insane spender that she kind of wants to turbo into sometimes. Okay. So, uh, empowerment requires you to do it from another character, though, right? No, you spend... You no, it's it's the leadership for Dormammu will turbo her into her spender on like a turn oh, two. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then you can dark empowerment targeting someone else and do a ten dice and pale into someone and generate them a bunch of power, and you get your free rebate anyway. Okay. All right. I can see this uh, maybe working. Yeah, and it gives you... So, the other issue with Dormammu is that because he is 8th threat, he leaves the scenario is suddenly a lot more difficult for him to grapple with because he is taking up so much body slots in one person. Right, but a lecture will bring you some grunts That's... that can handle some extracts for you. Exactly. Okay, and especially with uh, a lot of the... Extracts now having a limit of one per character, having yeah. that extra body helps a lot. Yeah. So that is the weirdness. May not be the best idea, but it's where my jank brain goes because as people who listen to the podcast the lock know, I love Electra. Yeah, I can. I certainly would want to see this on the table. That seems neat. Mm hmm. Uh, are there any characters that jump out to you as, like, people you love you want to talk about? Um, when I've played Dormammu in the past, I've liked having one kind of support character for him. Mm -hmm. um, in the past, it's often been, like, Lockjaw or Clea to help move him around. But I actually think Heimdall is probably the, the best kind of character for that slot now, since... Mm -hmm. uh, between the, the leadership and Asgard, him being Asgardian, he can teleport Dormammu for you right away mm -hmm. and can help you generate some consistency with these, you know, still only two actions of attacks on an eight-threat eight, eight model. Yeah. That that can make some sense. I, he does seem reasonable. Um, I, I also want to bring up, uh, speaking of consistency tools, um... How do you feel about Amenzola? Um, I sometimes I I have a love hate relationship with him. Fail. <laughs> he uh, there's some crisis layouts that he really struggles on just because he's so slow and only has uh, like two physical defense. Uh, so he really wants to hang back. So he struggles with the stuff that way. But uh, I can see him coming in here. Mm -hmm. um, especially because uh, Dormammu isn't going to care about the bleed from Hydra Engineering. Yeah. He he really isn't going to care. Um, and they love um, the, uh, the... He loves the Weevils anyway. Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. But no, I, I am with you that this is probably a very good place to bring a Heimdall. So I think he is the first man we officially get in the list. Um, yeah, this is a little tough because you have the entire expanse of MCP. You don't have like a quarter to start with, which is, I think, the most difficult but interesting part of designing for this around this character. Yeah, I'm wondering if um, maybe it would help us to pick some crisis cards. And then select characters good for those. That is entirely fair. Uh, not the way we generally do it, but I think with how broad of a landscape and with the new crisis cards that we are still trying to grok, um, it would be a good idea to kind of dig into those. Um, are there any crises that especially jump out to you for Dormammu? 
uh demons downtown gotta he's the demon downtown now <laughs> uh he's immune to incinerates and he just wants to fight down the middle mm-hmm. very fair um do we also go with gamma uh i can see it now that 14 threat is gone it's kind of kind of nice but fitting at, at 15 we're now either we're probably stuck at taking a three and a fourth threat with him, mm-hmm. unless we bring two two threats. Yeah. So I'm not sure I like bringing a 15 threat crisis. That is fair. Um, or, or we can bring a seven threat Thanos or Malekith to be two characters uh, on Gamma. Uh, <laughs> not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, I, I think you either go all the way tall or just skip Gamma. <laughs> well, I I always remember doing... Uh, I, I remember talking about running the 14 threat... Um, God, what was it? It was uh, eight threat Thanos and a six coster, and I'm trying to remember who the six coster was, but it was absolutely terrible and dumb. Um, Hulk, She Hulk, Magneto. No, it was it was someone with low health on their front side but high health on their back side, so you get like the empowered death decree super quickly. Blackbolt is who comes to mind, but he's five, not six. Yeah. It was a bad list. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest with yourself, with myself. That's it true. was a bad list. It was fun, Turn- but it was bad. Sometimes the jank does go too far. And you only know by testing it, because we are experimenting here, and I think that is... I, t- I, I found I've talked a little bit more about openly about the ethos of the show recently, but we are experimenting. It's about pushing the boundaries because even in like a solved format, a game this expansive has undiscovered territory. Yeah, either characters forgotten or just um, things with new new releases. And now we've just had a whole new crisis set dr- dumped on us. Um, what what about um, as far as secure goes? We do Mayor Fisk and his witnesses. Uh, kind of wants a scrum in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's damages, which we kind of want, and it gives stun. But Dormammu still only gets one damage or one power from anything anyway, so he doesn't really stun doesn't really do anything for him. Yeah, well, or against it turns him. off his entire leadership. Mm. Yeah. That's fair. And I guess if he saps a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I do want to point out, though, is the one right above it. Uh, intrusions open across city as seals collapse. Yeah, I mean, those are dark portals, and uh seems to fit. He can be anywhere on the board. Yeah, and if you want to scrum in the middle, that is a scrum in the middle with target accessibility. Um, which just leaves one more, and do we just want riots? I know we're probably not the best at a D, but I think riots is the best of the other options to me because the other options are either lower threat, which we're not super into, or punish us. More. Yeah, I could see. I could see trying to do like maybe a mutant madman, mm-hmm. but I think riots is acceptable. Yeah, most of the things at this point. Um, oh, we could do deadly meteors actually. Okay. Yeah, I'm down kind of do new deadly. 
it's a little little closer together, still of a fight, and at least Dormammu himself has four energy defense to help you flip over people. Yes. Cool. Um, now on the extract side, and this is this is going to be a weirdo one. Um, yes. <laughs> I I think there is one obvious choice. Uh, is it scroll? No. Scrolls. Oh. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking Montesi formula. All right, it's a mystic beam now. And it and is... he scouts skulls. You're yes, right. He counts skulls. So he has one of the few ways to increase the odds of the dice roll. Now. All right. I buy it. I'm in. So yeah. So. Uh, my thought was scrolls. It's twenty threats, and if you're a opponent picks it up maybe they get pushed towards you mm-hmm. uh might be kind of nice so and it's one of those like mostly even mm-hmm. extracts here with four of them to be a little tease um you will hear a full report about this stuff in uh the first of my new marvel crisis protocol episodes on the patreon but uh i've been having an interesting time with scrolls uh with spider foes Okay. Oh, because someone tries to pick one up and gets pushed into a sinister trap, and then you have a lot of high physical defense, so you're good at picking them up yourself and not getting pushed? Something like that. I I will leave it to the Patreon episode to go into more detail. Sounds good. Um, I also think we are a good hammers team. Yeah, I mean... We have a high threat model to stack hammers on, and now that the cap for the additional cost to spend on team tactics cards is only one to get uh one power suddenly he him stacking a bunch of hammers on himself is a lot less detrimental when you're trying to go for dark restoration for plays i like it mm-hmm. yeah that was always my the trouble i had in the in the past when playing him is if he has a lot of hammers you need even more power to try to bring someone back. Mm-hmm. And then... But yeah, I do. I also I think Squirrels is a good one there too. So that, that gives us our formula. We're yes. looking to be kind of brawly with good physical and energy defenses. Okay. Um, I I have a pair of characters I want to uh okay. to pitch. Go at me. Uh so the first one is Miss Marvel. Uh, uh yep. She's surprisingly fast when you put her on the table. Oh, Lots yes. of fun. And then the, she's got that four energy defense to um help flip those meteors. Mm-hmm. And she really wants some extra power to embiggen mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Yes. Uh, the only thing that she had, I think she could run into issues with, which if we're planning her for deadly media play is less of an issue, is that she has a hard time spending her power when she gets flushed. Sure. That's true. She spends like six power a turn when she gets up there, and then if she does a lot of damage, she'll get stuck. Mm Mm-hmm. Playing her on, on a pay to flip, you can dump power into the pay to flips. I also think we are going to have a fair number of high uh, high cost uh, team tactics cards that anyone can play. Yes, and that'll help um, alleviate that. Yeah, exactly. Now, I also want to bring her friend, Miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also likes the extra power to start web swinging sooner. And their team-up card in a better tomorrow. insane. It is nuts. And you can play it immediately when you're in Dark Dimension. Oh, that is brutal. Um, But yeah, no, I like both of those choices. Um, While not as good as before, Venom Blast is still an amazing spender. It's still... you're not removing singleton extracts anymore, but it still helps. Mm-hmm. It it makes the 
opponent now move and pick them up, even if you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. And since we are bringing one of the few stacking uh, objectives now, being able to Venom Blast a Hulk with three hammers is very useful. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. Um... In a similar way, and another friend of Miss Marvel, uh, how do we feel about Captain Marvel? I mean, she's another character that likes getting power to spin up her her binary form Mm -hmm. as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, She's also very good on energy defense, making that a, a like, um... A, uh, what is the name of it? Uh, I am blanking because my mind has got run away. Uh, a, a premier, uh, energy flipper for Deadly Meteors? Yes, Deadly Meteors. That was the word I was looking for. Uh, yeah, she's a very good energy flipper for Deadly Meteors. And with the new positioning, her range 4 suddenly has a lot of effective coverage. Right, because with it being closer together, you can shoot more things. <laughs> she is also immune to incinerate, which can help on, on demons, yep. which we're bringing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the team-up card between Miss Marvel and uh, uh, Captain Marvel is also very good fan club mm-hmm. it just has a variety of effects that can really come up um because it both can uh it's uh you get an additional throw or an embiggen with a uh with a giant push or a medium advance yeah, that can really that that middle option of the embiggen with a push seems fantastic. Cause that's non-size restricted. Yeah, just push all those sentinels out of the way. Yeah, push Danger Kitty back into his deployment zone. You know, it is like a mini Phantasmagoria. Yeah, no, it really is. Um, it's the same base size as Phantasmagoria, so you already know the effectiveness of Phantasmagoria. Uh, now, and then you get to retreat back to a small base where they now have to cover more distance to get to you. Right, yeah. Um. So I think those two options. Uh, do we throw Electra into the list? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I think at minimum we will like the grunts. Right. And um, it's it seems like it's worth a shot, right? Mm-hmm. And if you decide you want different grunt um, different grunts, you know, all the other extract ones are also four threat characters, so you can just swap them out pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think we want one two threat in here. Uh, yeah, let's see. And I have a terrible opinion about it. Okay. Bob. Uh, okay, so you're trying to another dark empowerment uh, user here. You get yeah, you get the dark empowerment use um, out of it, but also he never actually dazes to. Uh, he will never actually KO himself to the leadership, and it may actually push him up to the point where he can make it spicy. Okay, right, because he's always getting those. Yeah, I can see it. I was initially thinking something like, um, just Toad to help with extracts. Okoye gets power here, so she can actually bodyguard. Yeah. Or, you know, even Wong to help, you know, keep your big Dormammu uh, healthy Uh and remove, like, annoying conditions. All of them much more sensible options. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, here's the other thing. Bob gets his Hydro Tactics online right away. So 
hopping off of Dormammu's base gets him pretty far up there. He, I don't, I don't know how close an opponent needs to be in order for him to start shooting his uh, pistols, but it's pretty far. Yeah, that that is pretty far. Um, I think it's a range three pistol. Yeah, range it three is, pistol. Yeah. Um, but also like activate if you activate uh Dormammu first, you may be able to get a deployment zone shot off with Bob turn one. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's kinda nuts. Yeah. Is that the best thing in the game? Maybe not. Is it interesting? Sure. Something to try. Yeah. Um But no, I think a Koi Toad, even like a widow, would be fine. Yeah, I Honey Badger and a, and Nebula, I'd probably wouldn't take mm -hmm. i think those are the the two that are right out just because you need more scenario. people who can interact with scenario yeah um so yeah so we'll come back to that option as we see what the rest of the list makes up i think all right and um, so we're at six now we have yeah. dormammu uh electra heimdall miss marvel miles and Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. And a reserved slot for a two threat. Yeah. So kind of three more points of interaction. Um, I need to do my obligatory bring up my favorite character in the game. I thought we already talked about Elektra. Uh, no, she's not my favorite. She's probably in my top five, but she's not my favorite. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is Black Widow, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hmm. So I, I think I've put her on the table more than most people have, and I just always have this problem where either she's able to do something useful, or interrogate, and has a hard time doing both. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's. I have had a lot of practice with her at this point, so I I'm fairly good at getting her to do both. Um. Generally, either a uh, pistol shots to gain two power to walk over and interrogate someone. Because interrogate is so much. It is effectively a point. It's, it's, it, it is a point on scenario. Right. Um, it is a proactive point on scenario in a way that I think... I don't know if it becomes more or less powerful now. That the crises have changed. Because there used to I, be this breakpoint of, on an average game, if a game is even or just off even, at the end of turn four, one person would be at 15. And so being able to squeak out that one extra point was a lot. But I don't know with the changes to how scenario lays out, if it's as impactful because of the, those breakpoints have changed about. So I think it it'll definitely help into the slow crisis other fighting teams, you know, the ones bringing um like gamma and researcher and things like that. Yeah. So I I think she'll probably have her uses. We can bring her in. Okay. I'm going to set her in the maybe pile for now. Um cuz as we said, uh cuz we also we uh, so we got Heimdall in there. Do we want any other reposition, uh, any other support characters? Um, I'm not sure. When when we only have like, when you're only bringing a handful of characters, one of them being dedicated support feels already feels a little hard. So I'm not sure I'd ever want to bring more than one. If we want different options, yeah, then that's that's reasonable though. Yeah, I I was specifically looking. Do we want any different options? Other than just Heimdall, or do we think Heimdall fills the role correctly? I think Heimdall Heimdall does enough of a little bit of everything, and can also put some work in himself. Mm -hmm. um, unlike a Lockjaw, who is then relying on his his strike in the later game to try to get yeah. things done. Mm -hmm. Um. But something I noticed we haven't talked about yet is any characters with charge yeah. or hit and run. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I actually, I not quite th- that though specifically, but something similar. Uh, how do you feel about Rhino? Ooh, I haven't put him on the table yet. I don't know how he feels. Like he seems like a good character, mm-hmm. just being super fast. I'm not sure if the extra one power he gets from the leadership will will help him that much, though. So, funny interaction time. Uh, Flame the Fountain is an allied effect, so he will gain t- an additional power off of taking a damage from Flame of the Fountain. Right. Uh, he needs to get up to that six power, though. Yeah. Um, it's also... Um, so yeah, he he may not be the best shot at that, but it it's I wanted to bring him up because he's new and interesting. Um, he doesn't quite fit my current the style of my current Spider Foes build, but he I don't think we want to go up to the five for Juggernaut, and he's kind of a mini Juggernaut, and he has good ways to spend that power. Sure, yeah, I mean it's a big terrain throw, mm-hmm. and big push. But he only can do each of those once per turn. So once he's stuck above six, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he spends the six down. If he's at like ten, he's at four. Flames the fourteen. Uh, we'll get him up to six. He'll get up to seven with the power, so he can do a full everything back to back. Yeah. Maybe if he had like an expensive tactics card or something that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Um, I would consider him. I would put him higher on the list. Uh, much more seriously for people who can spend that power. Uh, how do you feel about Apex Predator? Ooh. He, he doesn't quite have a charge, but he has a reposition. Uh, we don't quite turn it on turn one, but we turn it on turn two. And he cares less about having a lot of power for Flames of the Fourteen With that healing right. factor. Yeah. And I guess the the leadership does let him do his spender immediately, so you can walk spender onto someone. Yeah. Uh, get yourself on that point. Mm-hmm. And he has a good tactics card. Yeah, he has a really solid tactics card. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think he's an interesting choice. Um, I... I'm more looking at a, like a rogue, I think. Very fair. Someone who can charge right away. Someone who also has, when she has a lot of power, has a lot of stuff to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if your opponent picks up an extract round one, she can just walk over to them and mutant absorption and everything you roll is damage. Mm-hmm. Um, in a similar vein, uh, I would also like to side-eye Killmonger. Sure, yeah. The extra. Another way to get some bonus extra point, uh, bonus victory points. And he has surprisingly good ways to spend power. Just with his charge and spender mostly, or maybe sometimes the special forces. Special forces comes up more than you think. But yeah, his spender is great, and you want to do it twice in a turn sometimes. Charge is great that you get turn one. Um,. Rogue probably is the pick this time around, but I did want to bring him up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, good good potential options depending on someone's playstyle. Yeah. Uh, also, okay, here is an interesting cut. Uh, how do we feel about Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos? Ooh. You know, I wasn't considering him as that, like, support slot as first. But yeah, I think Cause now, that so, feels good. So you suddenly have a really interesting play pattern you can pull up where you walk, siblings at arms, Dormammu turn one, and then attack. And when you roll the wild, you can then advance away rather than having to wait, uh, sit there to reposition someone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a great idea. And he has reactive ways to spend his power, which is also good. 
the the couple of times I put him on the table, he's always wanted more power, and I don't think he has any shortage of way to spend it. So that yeah. seems great here, actually. Mm-hmm. So we're down to two slots. Um, let's talk about the other Weapon X character, Logan. Uh, yeah, I mean, you does he does low, he need power that much? It's more that you are playing this super low model count list. Um, so suddenly you get, uh, you you are you have much more ability to go into that lethal zone. Sure, you can get on the hunt off more because he's farther away from everyone else. Mm-hmm. And he's a four four two, and the two fours are the big important stats we're looking for. Okay, uh, and he doesn't. The one extra power around doesn't seem to help him the first round. The second, at least, maybe he'll start tornado clawing or throwing people. Yeah. Um. So that's something to think about. I'm not a hundred percent sure on. Yeah, he definitely getting getting like a. He's definitely mobile and can hunt other people down. Mm-hmm. Uh, though. Someone else that can do that is like Black Panther, mm-hmm. who round one can suddenly do his hop or do his do pounce. his pounce. Yeah, Black Panther's a very good character. Um, in a similar boat to that, uh, you also have Gamora. Yeah, can basically do the the same thing there. Mm-hmm. Can also spend power reactively. Yeah. And is a terrifying monster when you roll dice well. Yes, well, that's the problem, isn't it? Uh, and I think she has a really solid spender. Uh, yeah, guaranteed second attack is pretty good, especially when people are clumped up. And with Pierce, love it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I could, depending on your playstyle, you could go either Black Panther or Gamora pretty easily. Yeah. Um, another charge turn one threat. Uh, Black Swan. Yeah, you know she doesn't need to take the gem to charge now. Yep. And she has great ways to spend power all over the place. Yep. Yeah. Um, have you kind of keyed into what two threat you're looking at? Um, I mean, I'm down to try Bob. We can we can go with that one. Yeah, we can go with the jank. <laughs> the probably bad plan. Listen, it start there, and then you you know can tune more competitive if you want to from there. Yeah, exactly. Start with the bad idea and see if it's secretly a genius idea. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're doing science. Yeah, so what what ten or what uh, characters do we have locked in right now? So the current nine I have sitting here is Dormammu, Heimdall, Miss Marvel, uh, Miles Morales, Captain Marvel, Elektra, Rogue, Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos, and Bob. Gotcha, okay. So we're looking at that final slot. Uh, I like that we have a lot of three threats to bring back with Dark Empowerment. Mm-hmm. Uh, warning, do not try and Dark Empower Bob. Uh, not, uh, Dark Restoration Bob. He does not oh, come yeah. back with a loaded token. Oh, yeah, that, yep, that's a little rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so we're bringing Rogue, and I want to pitch uh, a little more jank here. Okay, bring it to me. So, so Rogue likes to... Uh, reduce opponent's power and and do damage with that absorption. What if we bring Deadpool, who can also remove power from the opponent? Are we secretly turning this into DNT? I don't know what that is. Oh, uh, death and taxes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, 
Yes, uh, I am the pioneer of the Death and Taxes Blue of Marvel Crisis Protocol, uh, where you run unaffiliated uh, Rogue, Loki, Deadpool, and a Root Giver. Yeah, that's spicy. Uh-huh. It is brutal at times. Should throw some poison in there, just make it even more of a hassle. Yeah. Poison stun either round, but it's, uh, yeah, no, um, let's just say it is one of my favorite matchups is playing into Web Warriors at that point because they get to do nothing. Yeah, that sounds gross. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but another plus for Deadpool in the Dark Dimension column is that he always counts as healthy even yep. when he's injured. Mm-hmm. So your opponent needs to KO him in order to stop, have him stop counting. Yes. And then you can just bring him back again. Yep, exactly. Um, he also has pretty consistent rerolls. He has some surprising defensive tech in there. Um, as someone who has tried him in Convocation, the Unicorns, Rainbows, Rainbows and Sugar Plants dancing through my head is surprisingly effective in Convocation. Yeah, well, you make everything mystic. Yeah, that I'm sure that helps. Yeah. <laughs> it is very fun. He also has that healing factor, too, so if he overstocks on power, he can heal back down. Right. And, you know, maybe that can help him get on his injured side where he can get some maximum efforts off. Yeah. And don't underestimate that duodism poke. Uh, bleed slow is a brutal combo to give someone. Sure, yeah. Especially if they want to move around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm 100% down to bring Deadpool. Um, this is a very interesting 10. Uh, it is. I'm looking at it now and kind of seeing... Uh, is there another healing factor character we wanted to bring in or something like that? Yeah. But... I, I like all the big ideas coming in here to at least try out. Maybe not all of them work, but they certainly seem interesting. Yeah. And we got plenty of high physical defense people and plenty of high energy defense people. Yeah, like in a lot of mobile characters too, uh-huh. that if they don't explicitly move faster... Um, they just get around mm-hmm. or have good action economy. Yeah, and a lot of characters that interact well with Dormammu's large base. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Between Bob and Nick Fury, yeah. especially, or Heimdall giving him an extra move. Yep. So we talked about a better tomorrow, which I think is going to be absolutely insane. Uh, yes. We talked about fan club. And then we talked about uh, both of the docks. Yes, the restoration and the empowerment. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any other character cards here yeah. worth it? What do we... There's the rogue, pardon me, sugar. That card is one I play in Death and Taxes, but I'm not 100% sure in a not-as-taxi list. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Deadpool has, I know he has one called the Yoink, but, yeah. uh, I don't think that one works here. I mean, he could bring a chimichanga. He could bring a chimichanga. Um. Sorry, I got the two rogue cards mixed up, because there are two rogue cards. Um, because you mentioned Pardon Me Sugar, which is the one we can't use because it's the, we don't really want to use because it's the combo card. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You were, th- uh, you were thinking of Mind If I Cut In. Yes. The one that um, opponents need to pay a power to attack someone else. Mm-hmm. Which, in a pure tax list, is just another tax effect on top of everything else. Right. Um, there aren't a lot of character-specific cards that immediately jump out in this crew. Yeah, I don't think we have any more. I think we're bringing the ones that that we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I have an immediate hot pick for uh, our restricted cards. 
Follow Me. Yes. And is the second one... Mm, I'm deciding if it's... I can see the use of patch-up brace or disarm even, but I, I think I would end up running sacrifice. I was going to go for disarm. Okay. Um, just because we're going to have priority most of the time. And uh, having like the double threat prevention of activating, killing someone, and then disarming someone else is very potent in this game. And you will always and and because of the additional power economy of this you don't set back your game plan too much for playing disarm on someone right but i can also 100% see sacrifice as a really good call especially in a list that has bob right and just like it, i'm just always scared of thematically of doctor strange Crimson Bands of Sidor acting my Dormammu. Yep. Um, or even Iron Fist bringing that in. Yep. That I like having sacrifice just to pawn it off since we're not bringing any innate bodyguards here. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I would swap sacrifice out if I brought um, like a Koye instead yeah. of Bo- yeah instead of Bob or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now my spicy spicy hot tech of a calibration matrix. Uh, yep, seems good. Skulls are locked, and when you're attacking with Romano, that seems good. Yeah. No, it seems very good. Um, how do we feel about Smash? Uh, I actually love it. Uh, so, yeah, Dormammu can break a size 4. <laughs> the, the hardest part I found about using Smash is you need to start within one of something, and your opponent can try to stop you a lot of the time if they see it coming. But Dormammu can place himself so he can get to that spot and then attack twice. And Miss Marvel can also use it very well when she embiggens next to something and then a size three crushes it and then attacks twice. Yeah. Also So I like it a lot. Yeah, that that is uh-huh. Also, um from playing a lot of Winter Guard and using Sovereign Strike a lot, sometimes terrain destruction is just brace for impact. Sure, yeah. You don't have to worry about your opponent throwing it into you anymore. Yep. Or um, when I've played Sentinels, it's more that the terrain gets in my way, in my line of sight, while my opponent can see me, and just yeah. getting it out of the way so that Dormammu can attack over over it mm-hmm. um, is also very handy. Yeah. Um, so we have two more tactic cards. Um... This is where we start getting into some of the weirder stuff. Um, I do think we want mission objective though. Okay, yeah, I can I can see it. it's a good one. Mm-hmm. I was going to argue for eyes on the prize. Yeah, because now that all of your characters start with two power, anyone. Oh, we didn't bring any long movers, huh? Or. Hmm. No. So, so if we have a long mover, um, with eye on the prize, can walk up to the center line, pick up something, and walk away, mm-hmm. or a medium move, medium base. So our commandos could do it. Yeah. Um, we we actually have a fair number of. We have some medium moves, uh, medium bases, um, with those commandos, and then of course Domamu himself. And Domamu himself can do that. Yep. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we have a lot more interesting yoinky splunky tech uh, than I on the prize between like turn one a better tomorrow double attack with Miss Marvel. <laughs> yep, and while Miles like punches someone and then walks away. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um. Do we play? face me I don't know if we play face me anymore I I liked it a lot before the crisis cards changed very fair but I don't feel like we need it as much anymore Mm -hmm. 
Um, there's some funny tech where you can have Miss Marvel be big, use face me, and then she gets dazed and stuck in big form. So then, like, Nick Fury can hop off them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Hop off her. Yeah. But I, I don't think we really need it anymore. I, I could be wrong, though. They're... Yeah. Um, what about escort to safety? I like this more um, as a way for someone to spend power because we'll have it mm-hmm. and keep someone alive because we only have a handful of characters on the board yeah. anyway. So I think that one goes in. And then the other kind of expensive card that I think would be really good, Inspiring Monologue. We yeah. probably have the priority. Yeah, I mean, you... And you can do... When we have priority, disarm, you know, kill someone, disarm, and the next round, kill someone, and Inspiring Monologue... Yeah. Whoever we need to, mm-hmm. to really blunt the uh, the opponent's offensive there. Yeah. So I I do think inspiring monologue is a really good shout. Um, and nothing else is really jumping out to me as like saying like we could do uh, PSD, but I don't think it's that good in this since we're not playing a scenario team. Yeah, I mean, I could see it being annoying if people um, walk Dormammu away all the time. Mm-hmm. Or if you just and have complication in your meta. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the it doesn't stop the uh, place, right? From Scalpel of Strange. I don't think so. Let me get back to it. I ran off to other ideas. Uh, advanced or pushed. So no, you can still be placed. Yeah. So if we were in the old uh, Enchantress meta, I would have considered it more. Yeah. Um, also, and this is a terrible idea, but he's one of the few people I could see wanting to run Sucker. I need to look that card up. Uh, two ally characters within three of the same injured enemy character may both spend any amount of power to play this card. The enemy character loses power equal to the total amount spent. Interesting. So that's another way to, yeah, if you have priority, just really blunt and offensive by, yeah. after dazing someone, removing all their power. Mm-hmm. And we have such power economy that spending power at a one-to-one ratio is not the worst. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig it. I'd try that. Okay. Especially when we're doing um, some, like, when Deadpool rogue shenanigans. Deadpool, uh, <laughs> set them all, set someone who just flipped to zero and then rogue them. Yeah, make sure they get out of here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is a full list. This is spicy. I like it. Yeah. Uh, is it good? Who knows? We will see when it gets on the table eventually. But it is interesting and spicy. And this is the type of stuff we like to do at this show. Yep. So, for everyone at home, uh, the full list is Dormammu, Heimdall the Old Seeing, Miss Marvel, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Captain Marvel, Elektra, Rogue, Nick Fury and the Howling Commanders, Bob Agent of Hydra, and Deadpool. For tactics cards, we have A Better Tomorrow, Fan Club, Dark Empowerment, Dark Restoration, Follow Me, Sacrifice, Recalibration Matrix, Smash, Escort to Safety, Inspiring Monologue, and Sucker. Ooh, we accidentally put a in there. I think, I think we're one, yeah, one too many. Uh, drop Inspiring Monologue? Sure. Uh, so, yes. Anyway, the tactics cards A Better Tomorrow, Fan Club, Dark Empowerment, Dark Restoration, Follow Me. Sacrifice, Recalibration Matrix, Smash, Escort to Safety, and Sucker. For Secures, we have Demons Downtown, Has Our Comeuppance Come Due, Intrusions Open, Across City as Seals Collapse, and Deadly Meteors Mutate Civilians. And then for Extracts, we have Montessi Formula Found, Fear Gripped World Has Worthy Terrorized Cities, and Scrolls Infiltrate World Leadership. Yeah, that seems like a fun list. This is awesome. I need to try it. And let us know how it goes. I'm always interested in follow-up reports. Okay, will do. Um, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? 
Uh, I'm just smart Alec in most of the discords. Uh, that's probably the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, you can get access to the Morlocks Discord, which he is now in, by joining the Patreon at patreon.com slash white. You will have heard all the big updates at the top of the show, but as a reminder, there's going to be more MCP-specific content on the Patreon now, as well as the UN lists are currently going, and I had a couple with the very, very amazing uh, Rich Mid from Rich Mid Gaming. So yeah, check out those. Um, also, if you wanted to reach out to me, you can find me as Luxa White on, on any of the MCP discords, Egypt on the non-MCP discords. Uh, if you want to email the show, the email is morlocksmcp at gmail.com. And then finally, there, if you wanted to uh, see me play something completely different Saturday mornings at like 3.30 a.m. PST, 6.30 a.m. EST because we're mad people, uh, at twitch.tv slash codabgames, you can check out me and the titular codab talking Arkham Horror, the card game custom design. So yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. And keep experimenting, people.